Hi and welcome to a new and sweaty episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Julian Semple. And it is 31 degrees in London. Uh, and we are enjoying the beautiful summertime. Well, I, I can tell that it's very hot because you acknowledged that it was hot, which I think is a first. <laughs> well, I like, right? I enjoy hot weather, so. I like, I like hot too. But uh, in fact, my kids were just saying that I, I go very brown in the sun and they, they've decided that I've got some gene in my his family's history because I certainly don't look like a Scot when it gets hot. <laughs> I get very brown. Yes, a, a friend recently offered to, there was a deal with 23andMe DNA analysis oh, yeah. at a discounted price uh, for two and I mean, I still didn't want to spend a 90 quid, so I'm not doing it. But no. I mean, sooner or later, I mean, by the time it hits 50, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fascinated by it. But yeah, just just as a geek who has to play with things, I might have to. I got some feedback about the last episode, and uh, I've been told that I was uh, talking too much. Oh, <laughs> um, I Who's think it? that that was worth me slipping them a five for them, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I think that the problem is that since you went all nice and balanced and have decided to start stop interrupting me, <laughs> it's your I've fault. just got in the half. I'm yeah. just not going to talk. That's what's happened. So uh, I'll, I'll try to... Okay, I'll... so on the listener's behalf, I will now interrupt you on a regular basis, Paolo. Okay, thank you. That, that I've got people, us... people to look after here. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, will, that should keep us more balanced. <laughs> Well, yeah. So did you, we're, did we're both unbalanced. So that <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So did you watch the the WWDC keynote? I did. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, hands up. We're both Apple fanboys, but I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, obviously, with COVID, they weren't able to have the usual massive, great conference that they do. And uh, but they just did it very cleverly. And I thought that the linking was great. Being able to see inside the Apple. Uh, campus was really interesting. Uh, I thought they had a fantastic mix of presenters uh, and, and all sorts of diversity, and, and they were all really good and, and, and you know, it's an incredible density of information. And the biggest thing was there was just so much really cool stuff that they were announcing. I mean, it could have been easy for us to just have had a, a taking over kind of a, a, a keynote, but it was just full of great, great things. So I can't wait to get hold of the public betas. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. I mean, the number of new things announced, and, and it's like it's the end of an era, uh, both in terms of uh, you know moving to Apple Silicon and to and you know the next uh, Mac OS is going to be Mac OS eleven. I mean, I know, and uh, and heading in a good direction. I've just been listening to a couple of other podcasts uh, around this, and you know the hardcore uh, Mac computer users always fret about things getting dumbed down or taken over by iOS but what they've been announcing and showing with what they can do with the ARM based processors and you know the the ability to continue to run umpteen different OS's and even kernel extensions are still going to continue to work so there's a whole bunch of you know deep down hardcore stuff that if anything's actually getting more accessible and better um, so you know they've obviously listened to the professional communities of various types that they still need proper computing but uh, and I, I, I love the fact that they, they all the um, 
you know, because they're going to be on the same silicon as the as the iOS devices, bizarrely, any app, so they say, that you've got on your phone will just run on your Mac. Running, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's exciting. And I, I'd like to, I mean, maybe in some situation was even a bit too polished. Uh, it was clearly, you know, that it had been edited. They probably had uh, multiple takes. Uh, uh, so it was very, very, very smooth. Uh, what I appreciated was the lack of applause. Uh, you know yes. how yes. you know how usually yes, all, all the staff giving you have it, yeah. this room full of. I mean, look, I've been there. The 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 feeling is enthusiastic. So they do, and we'll have rounded corner icons. And and yeah. and in this, and I mean, while I was watching it, there were moments where I, th- I was thinking, oh, there, this would have been a, an applause moment, and uh, mm-hmm. and clearly it wasn't there. He was still presenting as if he was kind of waiting for a feedback uh which of course of course was not coming but uh, no yeah. i mean it's it's uh, uh, uh very very good what, what was your favorite new thing oh gosh so many where to start um but probably given that my watch these days is my favorite device uh i liked some of the stuff that's coming to the watch and things like the sleep tracking, whatever else that's been rumoured for quite a long time and being able to have multiple complications for the same app on the same watch face is going to be really useful. Um, The hand tracking. Say again, sorry. The the hand washing, yes. Be able to track all your dance routines? Well, that's not... uh, Well, (laughs) the once in a blue moon that I actually do it, yes, that will be useful. But uh, no, just... I, I. I don't think there was a particular one thing. Um, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with widgets on the phone. Um, I mean, I do use widgets. I mean, I keep tinkering and changing the way I use my my phone, but I tend not to navigate by icons. I'll just search for... I've got a, a few on the... Well, to, to be clear, I don't have any icons on my actual homepage. I only have the three that are in the dock. And those are sort of ones that I use all the time and are sort of work-focused. I then have to swipe to get to a page of the, again, mostly work-focused ones that I use regularly. But everything else I get to by search. So for me, the stuff that they're going to do with Siri and surfacing surfacing apps is going to be really useful. Um, Actually, one one of the most exciting things probably was the the on-device... Siri functionality, so that should make Siri much faster, and it also enables the the Translate app, which looks really cool. And you could talk to me in Italian, and I could understand and talk back in Scottish. <laughs> I, I I think that my favorite features were everything they're doing with the the pencil on iPad. Yeah, that as well. Because uh, I mean, to me. That should have already been in, and in, I know I I get it. You know you can't include all the features in the first iteration, so it took a while, because there was already there was some level of kind of behind the 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 curtain uh, 
text to you know handwriting to text translation yes, now yes. it's basically coming yeah. in front prominently and i know and the ability to some... do that in dialogue boxes as well is really good yeah exactly to, yeah. i mean th- yeah. there are some note-taking apps that actually were already doing a better job but i mean the fact that this becomes integrated in the in the os yeah. means that it's available everywhere i feel sorry for them and the, the watch sleep apps who've just been well yeah. into the sherlock haven't they yeah. yeah well i mean that that's that's uh, life um, yeah. And I guess that the other thing that I'm kind of m- more looking forward to is the iteration on the integration of the AirPods Pros. Yeah, that was amazing. Seamlessly yeah. transition yeah. between devices. But no idea how that's going to work. But I mean, I've been using them for what a month now, and I, I they were un- a little bit uncomfortable for the first few days. Now I'm actually don't have any problem. They work so well. Uh, but changing, having to switch between uh, devices, and of course I switch between my Mac, my phone, my iPad all the time, is a bit yep. of a pain. Uh, plus, on macOS, it's a little bit unstable, so every, t- every once in a while yeah. the whole Bluetooth stack goes down. Yeah. Um, so they improving this, and also the new spatial sound <sighs> thing. Incredible. As a former sound engineer, that was just mind-bending how they're doing that and the way it moves when your head moves. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, it moves, it, it, the sound doesn't well, move when yeah, your head yeah, moves it's, yeah. and it's <laughs> relative to your device. So, yeah. I mean, the, the inter- interesting thing is, is basically if you and your devices are moving at the same time, sound will not move relatively. I mean, brilliant. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Let's see how it works. But uh, I, I may have to, to weaken and buy uh, some. I, I totally can't wait to see that. I mean, actually, what I'm doing normally, I have a pair of Anchor headphones, which are actually really good. They sound great on them. But they don't do any sort of pairing very easily. So what I've ended up doing is pairing them to my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really working for me because on the basis that I'm my watch is always on me uh, and I can listen to podcasts and audiobooks from the watch so it synchronizes overnight. So that, that's been successful for me but I, I i can see me having to weaken and get a pair of the uh it, the thing AirPods. is that i i like using them for all zoom calls yeah uh, because from the little test i made they they are the best my i mean okay except for this the, the big microphone but of all the other headphones i have they sound much better oh so really so i the like the, good the, the microphone so right. i sound better to other people um and Interesting. I kind of care about audio quality, so I, I like yeah. to use them for Zoom. But then, of course, I use them for podcasts, and I use them for... So I keep switching between devices. Uh, yeah. But it works. But it mostly works. I have no idea how it's going to be do it automatically, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just assumed that it was on the basis that if a, if a device within range invokes and brings to the front an audio app, it switches. Yeah, I can sort of anticipate situations where that's not what you want it to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're on a fo- well, exactly. But then you know, if you're on a call with somebody, probably that will hold the the connection to the. So yeah, I, I yeah. started I started thinking what it could be, and uh, it started to become a little bit complicated without too many too many you know branches in the in the in the logic but of course nowadays they use uh, uh, machine learning for all these kind of, of of things so you know they have very clever 
yeah. algorithm that decides. It's like the way your phone decides how much to use Wi-Fi or 4G or a mix of the two based yeah. on the situation. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated AI-based logic. And it yeah. works. It just, you know, you forget that it's there, and but it, and it just works. Yeah, you're right. It's that, you know, for all the fallibility of AI or machine learning that we've talked about on the podcast before, but it's those sort of little daily niceties that just, you know, can be quite a pain in the bum, but just suddenly disappear when the technology gets clever enough to just get rid of it all. You know, I love that sort of stuff. Well, I, I think that it, that is where being a, huge company with millions and millions of devices installed all over the planet helps because you yeah. basically if you can observe the behavior of millions of users and feed this behavior to a machine learning algorithm yeah. especially when the behavior is related to you know a very small thing where you don't have that many options but uh, the way you choose yes. is yes. is uh, c can be dependent on a number of uh, on the context or on a number of other things um, that is where you can actually make things much better by replacing you know a simple logic based switch with an yeah. ai and uh, it just makes everything smoother and Way and more also complicated, the, but owning the the as has been so often said, the platforms and the tech, the hardware, and you know somebody was expressing a concern on one of the podcasts that Apple, with the steps towards ARM processors and the the computers, are are just likely to become even more dominant in the sense that they can make stuff like this happen. That handoff, you know, can you imagine trying that between devices made by different people, running Android or Windows? You know, that that's just really really unlikely to happen at that level of success you know so it's it's and it's that ease of use that was what attracted most of us to that to the apple environment anyway uh, and it looks to to be just getting better and better well you know i i guess the challenge is that you know the the, the biggest you become the bigger you become as a company the yeah. more money you make if you're good at reinvesting that money in your infrastructure uh you know you can improve but of course this creates this virtuous cycle yeah. and uh, and you just become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger uh, i was having a discussion earlier today with a colleague about the you know whole 30 percent app store hey app debate yeah, yeah. and uh and you know i've i've read a bunch of articles and uh, yep, i think particularly brian simmons was saying you know the 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 app store doesn't bring very much to i mean these days people don't find you because of the apple store they just find you in the apple store it's introduced uh, its own obscurity hasn't it yeah yeah um they don't so i mean they're not marketing for you he was arguing that uh, all the safety that uh, is uh, supposed to come from the app store could very well come from other technology and uh, um, other type of constraints uh, and uh, you know if you can buy an app from a website for your mac you should be able to buy an app from uh, and you know it's it's a valid argument but um, but you don't say convinced nor, nor was I, 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 I was I was mostly thinking of you know you have people saying oh you know apple is just stealing 30 percent of my money yeah and it was like, well, you know, the reason why, for example, you can download all the 
all the development tools from Apple to build for Apple and you now don't have to pay for them is probably yeah, yeah. because they use some of the money that they make there <laughs> to, to, to make this available to you. The yeah, fact that they are creating new operating systems and they are introducing new features and they're you know, holding this amazing uh, meeting for developers, that is yeah. money that they make, among other things, <laughs> yeah. with that 30%. So, I mean, it's not like they're using this 30% they're getting to, you know, go on holiday. I mean, they're using this money to to improve the product that you build your your product upon. So if you take away that 30% from Apple, well, Apple would have less money to do some of the stuff. They would have to charge something else somewhere else. So, is so it's, that it's, in, it's interesting because there's a couple of things that, that, that were related, if you like. One, one was in the, um, I saw an interview with uh, CBC, I think at CBS rather, with Tom Tim Cook before the keynote. oh that was brilliant I saw it too yes yeah and and when he quizzed them about taxes mm-hmm. and you know I understand people's concern that particularly in this country people at Amazon and and Apple can get away with pretty much not paying any taxes but I also have sympathy for Tim Cook saying well sort your laws out then because he's sort of saying well we pay what the law tells us to pay it would be he can't he can't as the chief exec tell them not to try to pay as little as possible you know so it's, there is that funny cat and mouse thing yeah i but, mean but 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 the other sorry the, the other one was with with um, a friend of mine tom um Lismore wrote something and i haven't had a chance to read it properly but in business insider about the and we should talk about this as well the failed british um nhs tracking app, app. and was and i've only had the, read the headline so i don't know whether the content backs this up but basically making a expressing concern that Apple and Google were able to hold the government system to, to ransom in a sense. And I just on a quick glance at it thought, well, yeah, but you know what? And this is going to maybe sound outrageous to some people, but I'm sort of more inclined to trust Apple than my own government. <laughs> oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, I think we already said this. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, we, we totally trust way more, which is crazy. I mean, I mean, the taxes thing, I, Let's put it this way. If you can promise me that there are no lobbyists in Washington and in London and in Rome and everywhere else lobbying local government to get more favorable laws to pay less taxes for these companies, then I would be with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you are actually using all the money you have to try to influence the government so you have to pay less taxes, I mean, this whole argument... uh, I'm paying. I'm paying that just the taxes that I have to pay, but then I I I offer, you know, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's like okay, a probably you have to pay way more than a hundred million dollars of taxes. Drop, drop I mean, in the ocean. Probably a yeah, hundred million dollars. It's not a huge. I mean, it's huge, but it's not huge. No. And then maybe. It would be good if it was the state to decide how to use the money and not you, because maybe we need it for somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a, okay, I get it. And I do appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, probably, especially if you have a government like that, you're saying, (laughs) I think (laughs) I I can spend my money better than you can. And probably you would just spend my tax money to buy 
you know tanks for the police uh but um yeah it's a tricky one i mean i, I yeah uh, i'm always a little bit in the, it's one of those things where it's hard to say okay i have a very clear idea about which one this which way yeah, i yeah. should go but it but some of the other thing one of the other things he said i thought also related to this and to civic society and you know everybody's obviously going to think well the technology and the devices are accelerating our descent into a dystopian nightmare but tim cook also made the point that you know any injustices have eventually been well, those that have been redressed have been because somebody was there and saw something. And and in the modern age, that means having a camera there. And a lot of the examples they had was of the race riots in the 60s in the States where people were horrified at seeing what happened for the first time. And of course now, Apple kicking it off with the iPhone, but obviously with the Google phones as well, everybody has a phone in their pocket with a camera on it. And that is beginning to surface stuff that would otherwise just be hidden which is, you know, such a positive thing in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the, the to, to some degree, I'm always a little bit unsure about uh, the, the ratio of influence that these companies have compared to how much money they have. And to, so, you know, you have a company mm -hmm. worth one and a half trillion dollars i mean it's it's almost impossible to imagine something like that and you have the ceo uh where reacting to oh well now everybody has a camera do, 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 what do you think about the impact and he's going oh it's amazing right he said well okay really i mean we have not thought about this isn't uh, this shouldn't you be spending some of that money to try to understand you, the society better and what your impact on society is uh, i know that all i know that you want to yeah. build the greatest possible product at the intersection between technology and liberal arts but uh, you know you, you invested a hundred million it's i have started using um w when when I do when I work with founders and you know one of the first thing I tell them is you need to figure out how much money you want to make you know it's in 10 years how big is it going to be how much money are, are you going to make you know do you want to have buy a house buy 10 houses yeah. do you want to have you know a million 10 million or do you want to have a billion pounds and they always go for the billion and and usually tell them you know okay that's fine first thing probably you need to be a sociopath uh, and i try to explain the, the how big a billion is by telling them the story of you know imagine it's a uh, 1492 march i think columbus has just left to go find india and he will actually find america and you get uh, hired and you have a new job and you're paid five thousand dollars a day every day of the week all right it's a good job and you just keep doing it in some strange way you live for 500 years and you'll still run today and you're still doing the same job and you're still paying five thousand dollars a day <laughs> you haven't heard a, you haven't earned a, a billion yet yeah that's a, that's a good way of putting a scale on it isn't it 
And it's a famous, you know, uh, uh, a million seconds ago is 11 days, a billion seconds ago is 31 years. It's, we don't have the concept of how big this number, and a trillion is a thousand times as much. It's an insane amount of money, that's for sure. And I was thinking as you described the responsibility that companies like Apple have to understand the environment they enter into and influence. But it sort of takes us back to the one we've been round and round and round again about Facebook and what its responsibility is in terms of what we do with the platform. It's sort of similar. And I used to be much more confident about saying technology is neutral. It depends what you do with it. But I'm far from so convinced nowadays. I just don't know. Uh, technology is not neutral because the technology is an expression of humans. I mean, it's, technology doesn't come from heaven. It's it's people that do technology, and it tends to be fucked up people, and sometimes they do fucked up technology. So <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it yeah, just uh, it's just the way it is. And just because there's a market for something doesn't make it morally right or justifiable. Yeah, absolutely not. So, you know, yes, all these companies do have a responsibility. And I think that uh, very often they just get away. And, you know, I, I would be happy if they had even more influence and more responsibility and they would spend more time thinking about it. So, you know, it's... Well, that's, yeah, that goes back to both of us saying we trust them more than our exactly. own. Exactly. Exactly. It's a sort of a rock and a hard place at the moment. Well, isn't it? it's, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'd rather live in Apple country than, than in the UK. Um, but um, most definitely, when uh, I need to decide between Apple and Google deciding on my privacy and the British government, uh, I have very little doubt. And and look yeah. one, it, and it's a it's a matter of competence. I I completely appreciate that uh, app, maybe less for Apple but more for Google. There are very very strong market influences that uh, basically pull them away from the interest of of customers. But still, I I mean I personally know way more smart people working at Google and Apple that working for the. British government. It's, it's that, isn't it? It's not. It's not. It's not Machiavellian levels of. It's just competence. Yeah. And this was what so I posed. There was a great rundown of the very likely sequence of events around the British co- tracking app, and uh, it's worth digging out if people go and have a look at my feed. You'll find it there. But it was basically so predictable. That it fell apart. It's sadly predictable. I mean, how many of us have seen? We said this. I mean, we. we I, th- I know. I'm pretty know. sure we covered this in in you know an episode a few three months ago. And we said it's it's not yep. going to work. Because and if we could see that, why couldn't they? You know, because they are a bunch of idiots. I mean that that is the truth. <laughs> well, they're. Let's be more specific. <laughs> they're... They're institutionalised. I mean, that's partly what happens. The, the the institutional culture of civil service departments are frankly most IT departments. And, you know, I've seen that tension between your average corporate IT department and their 
possibly well-intentioned desire to control, minimise risk, blah, 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 compared to the Silicon Valley, geeky, webby, let's have a go and make the world better kind of approach. And I've always been drawn to the latter rather than the former. And it's partly because the former just doesn't make shit happen. You know, it's it's built to try and stop stuff happening, not to enable it. Uh, look, I mean, I, I think that... Uh, I, I can think of two possible ways this story... And, you know, so what is the decision process that led them to make the wrong decision? So the first could have been researchers in, I think, predominantly Oxford were saying, if we can have more information about users, about where they go, if we can track location and we can track names, we can predict better the evolution of the um, epidemic. And I said, well, but, you know, Apple doesn't want you to do that. Apple, Google is not allowing to do that. And I, so at that point, they either said, we are the British government, we are influential, we'll force Apple and Google to give us access to those APIs, or we are have no idea what you're talking about, why don't you go and try doing <laughs> it anyway? Yeah. So either they had no idea of the technology, so somebody who was not competent, because I mean, I'm pretty sure that the developers at the company told them, Ah, uh, no, sir, sorry, sir, we can't do that. said, so, well, you, you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, 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 you know, go back and try harder, young man. And, uh, and <laughs> yes. uh, we're paying you to do yeah. this. Yeah, or on the other hand, they they said, because if you if you have seen, I, I, I don't know who was, probably Matt Hancock, one of those guys, he was, uh, he was this petty thing and saying, oh, it's not our fault. It's Apple and Google that don't give us access to the thing. It's their fault. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, come yeah. on, really? Uh, and this... Yes, it was all It was all such sort of superficial, partial understanding throwing the weight around. And, and honestly... depoliticize it and get some real geeks to talk to I each mean, other. I, I completely understand that that stunt probably convinced a, a, a certain amount of of voters and this is exactly what happened the, the government was doing the right thing and these uh, evil techie hippies at apple and google prevented the government yep. from doing it uh but uh yeah it's sad i mean i don't know because i've read numbers ranging from three hundred thousand, which would already sound like a lot of money to 11 million pounds uh, that yeah. might have been spent on this. I have no idea what the actual number is, but but. Well, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean compared to the twenty-four billion they wasted four or five years ago on the centralized record system. It's it's uh, it's yeah, it's sad. So you know, would you move to Apple Country where everything? Well, funnily enough, when you said that, I thought you know that campus looked damn attractive with the with the gardens and the grasses in the middle and. Yeah, I don't know. You get the gym, the park, the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah. food. Well, yeah. American food, but but but. Well, that's true. But yeah, yeah it's no, California no, American food. So it's all, organic. Almost it's edible. definitely very organic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely organic. Or, or would, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I could get a very cool emoji, me emoji. Yeah, yeah. I could get one personally made for very me. That would diverse be. me emoji. Yeah. I actually yeah. updated my emoji with longer hair. 
Did you? <laughs> You're very I mean, sad, you Paul. My, my, well, actually, Friday of next week, I'm booked at my guy in Italy. And uh-huh. haircut. Yes. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm thinking of kind of keeping them a little bit flowing. All know, right. You like the sort of... The, Oscar Wilde look, uh, yeah, do you? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, it needs to, it needs to be, get a little bit under control. But it's, uh, I think that this, uh, I'll, I'll just stick with this until we find a vaccine. <laughs> Speaking of, of emojis and bot, uh, I had this funny experience um, last week. I was on a on a Zoom call with somebody from a large company, and they had uh, one of these bots that uh, creates notes for the call. It does it oh, yeah. basically, yeah. you know, text-to-speech, they, they take notes. And what happened is that at some point, uh, her internet went down, so she disappeared, and I was left in this Zoom room <laughs> with the bot. So I started talking to the bot. Was it more, <laughs> was it more rewarding than this podcast, Paolo, was it? Well, I... I, I I basically wonder if she ever went back and read what I told the bot. <laughs> Did the bot interrupt you? That's the big no, no, question. No, no, no. The bot was just sitting there, hopefully taking notes. But I invite everybody, <laughs> if you find yourself in this situation, it's just you and the bot, just say some shit to the bot and see if anybody reads it later. Because I honestly don't think that anybody does that. But No, I know. It's so true. I mean, I've often thought that about note-taking. And I've kind of got deep into the whole Zettelcasting thing recently about joining up your notes wiki style and, and I eventually just ground to halt and thought you know what I'm never going to look at them what's the point yeah I mean my notes have a maybe 40 hours lifespan where there are there yeah. might be some chances that if I'm actually talking about a meeting I had with somebody else I might go back to the note and just to remember something or number yeah, yeah. Uh, after that point, chances of me getting back to a note just become very, very small. Chances of me looking at... I mean, I i have saved all my notebooks in history. I never, ever went back to an old notebook to find anything. Yeah, I've got a big shelf of them. Yeah. yeah. What does sometimes happen, and this is me geeking out again on Drafts, Mm -hmm. the app that just is the love of my life. I just keep finding cool things that I can do with it. And if you haven't heard me rant about it before, it's a plain text app that lets me write in Markdown and just is really easy to to organise notes, share notes, do stuff with whatever you've written. And I love it to bits. I I wonder if with the new uh, pencil support in iOS, I will be able to use my pencil with Draft. That would be cool. There's a prospect. There's, there's a well. I bet you Greg's on the case because he's a, just this incredible developer who seems on his own to manage to do stuff that others with massive teams just don't. But um, the point was that he, um, so there's now a very effective search in in the drafts app. And so what I do find sometimes is if I'm searching for a topic, maybe to, or even if I just start typing a topic, it, it prompts me with things that I've written about already, and that can be useful. But it has meant to be useful i'm inclined to put all of my stuff in drafts which is cool because it's really small lightweight doesn't take an awful lot of effort to manage it soon as i've I've tagged something is out the inbox and i don't need to look at it again but it means that if i do do a search i'm searching pretty much Mm -hmm. everything i've written and that that becomes slightly interesting i just love the app so much yeah i mean there are some apps that just makes you happy it's uh it's uh yeah, I just want to go and play with it. I like the way it looks. I like what it does. I like the fact that I'm getting sent endorphin rushes when he comes up with something else cool. 
that's what we're really talking about, isn't it? All the way back to the beginning of the podcast. It's that little endorphin rush when you get a new kick from technology. That you think it's a bit, it's like buying a new book, isn't it? This book yeah. will make it all better. You know, it's like this bit of technology will just make life better until the next one. Yeah, no, but the the excitement. Uh, I mean, I I do feel the excitement of new features in yeah. in products is the fact that. Oh, tomorrow I got to try a new thing. <laughs> How good is that? It's like I mean, Christmas. That, that, I know. Yeah. No. It's like I mean, we have Christmas every day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're lucky. And well, there you go. Happy. Note. <laughs> I was going to say we managed a happy note again. That that was good. Exactly. That's a t- way to close our twenty seventh episode. I think next. I think that in in two weeks we have been doing this for two years. No. Yep. Wow. Who'd have thunk? So thank you very much for listening. See you next time.